What's up, Dirty Benches? I'm JD. And I'm Patty Popcorn. And we are the hosts of the Old Dirty Benches podcast. If you came here to listen to two women shoot the shit and talk about stuff we are not qualified to talk about, then you're at the right podcast. On ODB, we talk about white-collar crime, which costs the country upwards of 300 to $600 billion every year. Unacceptable. White-collar crime is typically orchestrated by those in occupational positions with the opportunity to commit these crimes. These crimes include insider trading, fraud, tax evasion, bribery, price fixing, and of course, corruption. We will discuss real cases, related articles, podcasts, and documentaries, movies related to the crime. Occasionally, we may sprinkle a movie review in. Our theme song is performed by Good Co. You can find them on YouTube, and don't forget to like, subscribe, or leave us a review anywhere you stream your podcasts. So gives us a listen. Hello, White Gladys, Patty. <laughs> Where are we, what are we going by? These White days? Gladys. Okay, still. Just making sure. Even though, you know, after I saw some orcas and I was kind of nervous, like, friends? <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Can you sign my autograph? We also saw, like, what appeared to be a humpback with a big spout out there. Oh, while you're out on the boat? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pretty cool. Okay, that's awesome. Nature. This is Shady. I have not seen any wildlife besides myself. <laughs> Out and about in society. Hey, this is a special day, everyone. <laughs> it's someone's birthday today. Oh my gosh. We're Happy not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, older, dirty. <laughs> exactly. You're just part of the, the name, baby. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think because somebody and was she like, said, You know what I want to do for my birthday? A podcast <laughs> on a scumbag. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> here we oh are. White collar crime? Yes, true that. We're going to be talking about. Alex, and you know what? It, this is kind of funny because I've been saying Alex Murdoch, but I guess it's Alex Murdoch. Murdoch. So, yeah. It is spelled like Murdoch. And I'm yeah. I'm surprised that you could say that. Yeah, but my husband started saying Alex Murder. <laughs> oh, like, okay. Oh. Allegedly. Yeah. Well, he's or been convicted. He's convicted. Okay, then it's true. So, Alex I don't know. Murder. Yeah, so. <laughs> it's pronounced murder. <laughs> oh, fancy. <laughs> Uh, this one's interesting because you There's had mentioned so much going on. Here. Yeah. And you had actually said like you wanted to cover him. Um, and there's been like tons of documentaries now and podcasts that have covered Alex. Uh, uh, our primary focus, of course, is going to be on the financial aspect. Oh. But we've got to kind of cover a little bit of some of the other <laughs> stuff that happened. It's all entangled. Uh, it's a mesh. Yeah. And interesting enough about this particular story is he started out doing the financial crimes first. And it then, was a gateway thing. Yeah. And then he's like, you know what? I think I can kill someone. Uh, and then make money off of it. That's hearsay. We don't know if that went through his head. That's all hearsay. Hearsay. That is su- supposition. <laughs> Your Honor. <laughs> I object. <laughs> so before we get into that, though, let's do a little bit of housecrafting. Housecrafting. We need a sound or a song or something. You don't like my news break that we do? Oh, yeah, it's really like long, I must say. Should I cut it? Okay, maybe. Okay. 
Wait for it. She might cut that part out. Anyway. <laughs> okay, so I read this week that a review panel um, says that former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani should be disbarred oh, in Washington for how he handled litigation challenging during the 2020 First election. First of all, can we just say, like, this is another way that TV and movies has failed us in that it seems so easy to get disbarred. Oh, yeah. And it's a fucking process. Oh, yeah. And a million people that I know or I know of that I think should be disbarred still wandering around. That's yes. what I have to say about that. No, it's a whole process. Majority uh, decision. Did anyone give me an envelope with this one? Uh, anyone? <laughs> Any billionaire is going to take me on vacation. I know, right? Or buy me some property or make sure that my kid gets Pay in the college. Pay off my mortgage. All of that stuff. Anyone? Nope. Okay, it looks like you're going to lose your license. <laughs> oh, well. Better luck next time. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I also wanted to give a shout out to... Can um, we just say also that he's literally turning into a vampire in front of us? Oh, he I looks think so. like a fucking vampire. What happened He's kind of scary. I don't know. What happened? Yeah. <laughs> I really got the vampire vibes when his hair dye started melting <laughs> right? off of his he forehead. Was melting. I was like, oh, when Count he did Dracula. that ill fated press conference yeah. outside the landscaping company. I don't know. But he off was like, the rail. Under hot lamps and shit started running yeah. down the side of his forehead. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, so, no. and then I, that was when I first think it started thinking Night of like, the Living this, Dead type this situation. He's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> They walk among us. That's what I would like to say. (laughs) That Um, whole can't go out in sunlight, just a myth, everyone. Yeah, it is. Rudy. It's because our hair will melt. I will be your new Renfield. (laughs) Rudy. Um, I don't know. I think Rudy's in a bit of hot water. Oh, yeah. He's in trouble. Also, I would like to give a shout out to J&K from Fuck My Work Life, that podcast. Uh, They have been out sick, so they've been having um, difficulty in getting their new season started and getting that going. So we want to send them love and positive vibes. Exactly. All the time. Yeah. So love you um, guys. Yeah. So hopefully speedy recovery and we'll see you back soon in the the podcast community yeah the podverse (laughs) we miss you so i wanted to give you a quick shout out all right let's talk about alex (laughs) now back on to the creeps (laughs) (laughs) yeah so i've watched tons of documentaries i read a lot of articles on this of course as things were starting to explode on the media and they were covering like this case uh-huh. uh, and then of course his trial his criminal trial that happened I have been watching it I've listened to a couple of different podcasts and just different people talking about this particular case and their family right there's been a lot that's been done um, first I would like to say that Alex is extremely greedy but I think he grew up in a family where there was a lot of entitlement and a lot of power. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So, you know, it seems, and I had never heard of them until all this stuff started coming out. We wouldn't. We're not from South Carolina. Nope. We're not from the low country. So uh, (laughs) we wouldn't probably be as familiar as locals or residents of that area who Mm -hmm. it seems were very familiar. Yes. Yeah. And Um, might not be in a good way either. Yeah. That's what I was kind of getting 
the you film surmised from, yes from that they weren't like yay the Murdochs <laughs> no it's like oh shit yeah these motherfuckers mm-hmm. that's kind these of like the creeps. feeling because they had a lot of power and there was a lot of control they kind of were steamrollers I feel like yes people that's what it seems step like on you Mm-hmm. You know, they can, it sounds like they controlled that portion of South Carolina and had a lot of influence, Yeah, had a lot of connection. And, and how weird that he would think he was entitled, huh? That's weird. Yeah. I mean, I, <laughs> I, like, I think their law firm, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it was, like, created in the early 1900s. So, like, that's when the family— Skull and bones. Yeah, basically. I mean, the, you know— solicitors and i quote and i'm doing air quotes with my fingers but you know there's a huge lineage of each patriarch in the family is going to law school and becoming right. a lawyer and then helping the and family becoming move forward. part of the business mm-hmm. it's kind of creepy and weird what we learned though is is through all is of this that rich people don't have consequences <laughs> for a while it seems like they don't but unless... finally they do yeah so from watching like american greed and then reading some articles it looks like alex was engaged in like eight years of money laundering mm-hmm. so like almost a decade he was you know switching money around again and stuff. it's never enough yeah and of course everything like he was poor no tons i mean like i said there's nine decades and three generations that oversee three other counties outside of the county that they're based in and lived in mm-hmm. so they're overseeing all of right. this stuff they have a little pocket mm-hmm. and they owned the building where their law firm is at and it's unmistakable like every time they show it on these different documentaries and these articles that i was reading it's it's massive so it's like this stone brick building you know that exists there probably in the middle of town so everybody's very well aware of, of what the family's doing yep. you know so a lot of connections i mean i was reading that he ran like a personal injury business <laughs> ambulance chaser yeah ambulance chaser kind of thing that's what it seemed like is what we call it you know layman's term <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he got his degree in 1994. So, like, they're all wealthy. Like, this is just a long family, like I said. And, and the amount of wealth that's probably come out of there over the years has allowed them to prosper. I mean, they have that Moselle property, which was like... Right, like a hunting resort. Yeah, tons of acres out Total, there. like... <laughs> white dude you know. <laughs> with some with some clout um and there's the polo fields over there <laughs> so weird i mean you know some of the documentaries are showing like all these pictures where they would have like little gatherings and all the hunters would come and they would go out on the property and go get game yeah. and stuff like that so it's huge like massive amount of property and then i was kind of wondering like the other family members how much property do they own like how much property overall does this family yeah, own lot, i'm sure in that area it's probably a good amount so i mean <laughs> you have enough money to have a hunting property yeah that's a lot of you're, shit. you're doing okay yeah I'd you're say. doing all right i would say uh i've but- heard tell of this <laughs> I'm not yeah they participated in a lot of events it looks like they they threw money at fundraisers i mean they did all the white people things yeah rich white people 1700 acres of property there's boats Tons of trips and vacations, black tie events. They were living life. Yeah. So in the American Greed documentary, I don't know if you checked that one out. Did you watch that one? Uh, No, I did. I did. Did you watch that one? Okay. Yeah. Well, I I listened to the podcast. 
Oh, okay, so the version, it's, yeah. It's like the same thing. It's so easy to do. it. They actually talk about one of the families that's involved in this fraud, Pickney's. They were involved in this accident where uh, the victim ended up being like a quadriplegic as part of the accident that he was in. And at one point after the accident, he was on a ventilator. His mother also ended up in the hospital because she was in the car as well. And so Alex actually comes walking in. Like, I don't know. He must have had some sort of arrangement maybe with like the local law enforcement and stuff so that they could pass him information <laughs> on when things like this would happen Ambulance because he patient. just shows up yeah. in the hospital Oh, accident? Here yes. I am. Yeah, like you said, ambulance chaser. I will represent you. Yeah, he waltzes in and he's like, I'm going to take care of everything. You don't have to worry about this. And so... Uh, get out! Yeah, I mean, of course you would recognize the name, one, right, if you're from that area. And it's well-respected. So you would think, okay, like, he's going to help us out. I, You know, I, I, have, I have to say, like, I probably would be like, okay, if I don't know all the down and dirty, which it seemed like yeah, a lot of people sure. didn't really know or just kind of turned the other cheek and, like, was like, we're not going to talk about that. Yeah. Other dark side. Yeah. Air quotes again. But so, like, the son, Hakeem, actually passes away during all of this, but he can continues to help the mother and sues the tire company as part of the accident because he basically blamed negligence and stuff on the car. And they end up getting like this multi-million dollar lawsuit. But Alex collects like hefty fees from representing them. And then um, he actually works with a staff member at a local bank there where they uh, worked out of to skim off the family. And what's interesting about that particular situation is through all of this, like the bank actually never got in any sort of trouble for this. Even though I kind of feel like, I doubt that it was just one staff member who knew that this was going on. You know, because it just seemed like they it's had, questionable for sure. Yeah, they had so many ties and like so much power, it seemed, over this area that I have a hard time believing that just one staff member knew this little secret. Uh, 100%. So it looks like he often picked minorities to prey on. So they don't know the, like, the ins and outs. I wouldn't even know. Oh, you no. Know, if you're in a serious accident. If you were in a serious accident. accident like that, no. Like, you could you easily get steamrolled by sure. insurance companies or their lawyers or whatever, not know, like, what you're supposed to do, right? Yeah. So you're thinking that this lawyer is going to come in and, like, actually help you, and he ends up being a piece really, of shit. He's just a wolf in sheep's clothing. Basically, I mean, you know, that's... Like you said, he was an ambulance chaser. I had actually read where he had a state trooper that was helping him. So the state trooper would respond or hear like about these accidents on there. And then he would reach out to him and uh, he would get a piece of the pie, some of the money I kick back. So gross. Yeah. Extremely he, gross. Yeah, it is. It's gross. Oftentimes in these cases, he would say that they actually received lesser amount in the settlement. And that was basically so that he could pocket the rest of the money. So like if you were going to get 500 Fraud. grand, Total. he would say 250. Like, oh, you won a thousand dollars. Here you go. Yeah. Yes. Uh-huh. Which is weird. Like, don't you get a copy of the paperwork? It seemed to me like he was also creating fraudulent documents. Oh, yeah. What you know? Go wrong? Yeah. So... I, could I would see. be on that, bro. I would be like, I want to be CC'd on everything. Oh, but again, yeah, like, yeah. If you don't, are not familiar, if you haven't had that much experience with this, mm-hmm. you wouldn't know to ask. You'd just be like, oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. And I think like my first experience of being duped was probably like my first car that I bought. Oh, and, brother. you know, there's sharks on those car dealerships. So, Scary. and that happened when I was like, 
I don't know, I think it was like 20 or something, but that was my first experience understanding like I needed to pay attention to all my contracts and my documents and stuff and really like read, read everything. It, even though they make you say like, just sign. It's yeah, fine. everything's you good. Know, we took care it. of you. Yeah, that kind of stuff. What? My car didn't be $3 million. <laughs> Early on, I learned that. So I would, you know, be like, I want a copy of everything or like want to see stuff. But, you know, if you're putting your trust in him that he's got integrity and accountability, you're just going to let him take care of that. I and bet you. Be screwed. Yeah, he was getting the actual court documents and then creating new ones and saying, look, here's here's what you got. And you and would they, be none the wiser. Like low income, they'd be happy to get any money. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Or you've been like through this horrible accident, right? You're still recuperating. Well, that lady lost her son. Yes. On top of the correct. So she's like very vulnerable. Trauma on trauma. Um, you know, and and probably which has... makes it even greater that he totally screwed her over. Like what a prince. Yeah, I mean the medical bills probably were exactly. Through the roof. So they were just like looking like for some sort of reprieve right like to take a breath because all that was happening i mean he i was reading and seeing on american greed where he would create like fake fees shit that didn't he didn't even need to charge people for he was just making them up so you know like copier fees or some <laughs> shit you know what i mean like yeah. just dumb stuff so fake um, document fee three thousand yep. dollars mm -hmm. um freight fee i'm sure there's shit like that on there that they were like huh okay you know that kind right. of thing but at the end of the day you're like how much what's the bottom line what am i getting? yeah like what am i getting you know that kind it's of like thing. when you sell real estate or whatever you're like but what am i getting and they do the same shit <laughs> yeah. there's so much paperwork fee. and you're what? like what <laughs> i touched a piece of paper one hundred dollars <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of the same thing. That's I mean, a legal scam. Oh, that's God. what that is. Yeah, I hate that shit. Anyways, um, so he had like, <laughs> yeah, if we start Here getting we on that, I'll get mad. Uh, <laughs> and now we've got the home industry <laughs> yeah. on our list of suspects if we go missing. <laughs> yeah, there's Escrow a lot of like companies. little groups. What? <laughs> Shut up, bitches. Take a break from smoking and listen up. <laughs> so there's like excessive markups, like all this stuff that he's right. including. He Tons of, of money. Poo. Tons of money that's coming towards him for these cases. Uh, very lucrative for him. Hey, those uh, hunting lodges don't come cheap, okay? Know, he's got to get his nut from somewhere. <laughs> That's a throwback to one of our first episodes. <laughs> we heard somebody say that one time. On this. No, she wanted to bust a nut. She That's wanted to bust a nut. Yeah, this I'm just trying like... to bust a nut. So February 2018, they have like a housekeeper, the Satterfield family, right? This has um, lots of sad stories in it. Yeah, she dies unexpectedly and basically under suspicious circumstances. At the I time, it doesn't look it so. Off like it wasn't. Yes, the family does. I think anytime someone dies in your house, it might be suspicious. I don't know. Yeah, right. Because like when they do the 911 call, <laughs> the lady's so calm. Yeah, the Maggie, the wife. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, she fell down. Yeah. Like, uh, if someone's bleeding out on my stairs, I wouldn't be like, oh, um, no. yeah, we have a problem here. I, like, I mean, and here's the thing, too, about those calls, because I know like a lot of speculation comes out of like behavior and stuff. I will say people react differently right. um, in those situations. Like I know in that horrible car accident that I got in I-5. Yeah. So I was literally talking you were like normal. to the 911 dispatcher, letting them know like what had happened and texting my husband at the same time. And I was like, I think I've been in an accident when I text him. But I was pretty calm, you know, when I was talking to you the think, dispatcher. Did your car like roll over? Uh, mine didn't, but it 
got slammed like into the side rails and like the other car that had gotten hit by the semi-truck driver, it had rolled over several times. Yeah. And I watched that happen, you know, so like you as clearly in shock. Yeah, it was so like I could say, you know, like it you never know like exactly how people are going to come off or deal with stress because everybody's just different. Someone is bleeding out in front of you. But yes, I mean it's it's supposedly <laughs> Yeah. I mean, I I just don't think I I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people get like convicted in the press of you know not being upset enough. Yeah, not whatever. being emotional enough. Okay. You know those kinds of things. I stand corrected, but it just seemed odd because <laughs> you seem fucking chill. And then you got to remember, we're it's now. Like, oh, I dropped a plate. <laughs> Can you come over here? It fell on my like, foot. What? There's a gash. I'm bleeding a little bit. I mean that. That did happen to me, too, though, like when I was very pregnant with my second son, <coughs> I was setting up his crib and I lifted up the mattress and I hit the light and it shattered. Oh, and it fell on me. OK. And I put my head down immediately. And when I opened my eyes, I had blood all over my shirt. Oh, no. And I had cut myself on my nose, the bridge of my nose pretty oh. bad. And my kid's dad, first husband, was in the other room. And he said, are you okay? And I said, oh, I cut myself. I think I need to go to the yeah, hospital. Yeah, so you're pretty calm. But I was totally calm. Mm-hmm. And he thought I was joking. Oh, and then okay. I, came, I was like, oh, my God. Like He yeah, started freaked freaking out. out. But I was like super... It was fine. Yeah. I didn't freak out. So that it's interesting because that's sometimes how people end up operating in those particular stressful situations yeah. even though it's a serious okay, so incident she wasn't involved everyone i, <laughs> I just want to be i want to be careful because there's a you know public you know condemnation about this phone call and other phone calls that we've heard court of public opinion yeah what we end up getting is like oh they weren't crying enough or they weren't doing this enough or whatever it just sounded odd yes is what i'm saying but we're also looking at it through now the lens of what we understand this whole situation to be so Correct. now we're going to be more biased towards that right. phone call for sure so i just want to put that caveat That's out right. there see how balanced we are everyone <laughs> fair and balanced we might be old <laughs> <laughs> but we are not skewed. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> We're a level bench. So essentially, like Maggie states on the phone that she slipped and fell and cracked her head open. The and, dog stripped her. Yeah. And now she's bleeding out everywhere. And of course, she she was a housekeeper, but she was also the nanny. Like she right. took and care of Buster and Paul. She for them for like 30 years Yeah, or for some a shit. long time. Um, She ends up in the hospital, but she passes away three weeks later. And what does Alex do? I'm going to see. No, he tells them he need to sue my insurance. Yeah, he accepts blame for her death. And they do it for you guys. Yep. And to that, her kids. And yeah, I'm going to give you the money. Correct. Because he's like, my dog stripped her up. You know, it's it's I clearly our fault. Mm-hmm. She was like family. Yes. That's yeah. the, literally the kiss of death. If you ever work, go like in a job interview and they say you're like family, run away. <laughs> The other direction. Run away. Or if a lawyer comes in shortly after you have an accident and that's how they start talking to you, <laughs> just say no. Just say, what is my legal liability? <laughs> yeah. Or what, your, like, what is your legal culpability in this situation? Line. I mean, he basically directs the sons, right? Tell anyone, the family basically, to 
to tell them to come directly to him because he's not going to handle everything. Uh, Alex connects them to a lawyer that he knows, right? He says to file the claim against him so that they can collect money for the medical bills. That's part of his little thing that he does. Two boys get a settlement from Alex's insurance and the son had like, he was basically identified as the personal representative on this thing. However, though, Alex has a friend of his, this guy named Chad, step in and signs him up essentially like on this contract as making him the personal representative. So oversteps. Making Alex. Yeah, uh, Alex's friend Chad. Is the representative? Yes. Okay. So the son's no longer the actual personal Which, representative anymore. What? It's this guy, Chad, now a friend of Alex's. But the I family think we doesn't can know all this. I agree that you don't trust anyone named Chad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so Alex actually gets the judge to sign off on all the documentation. Right, because they know everyone. Yes. So um, they go to their buddy and have him sign mm-hmm. off. Bad behavior. Oh, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. The sons actually don't see the half million settlement money that was awarded from the insurance company. Why? Because Alex took it. So Alex created accounts to look like like they were this... Uh, Escrow. Yeah, which is actually trust. really well known. It's called Forge. It's very well known known like legitimate company but he creates an account to make it look like it's going to go to them when it in reality it's just alex's account it's yeah yeah his is called for me not for (laughs) exactly it's like this fake entity so alex had a check sent to him at a p.o box no red flags there he then cashed the check but alex has actually been using this fake forge account for a number of years and so far he has stolen around seven million having this whole transaction this process go through this fake legal entity dang yeah during all of this of course because the boys are like trying to recover from the whole situation the uh their mom alex murdoch's nanny and housekeeper who has now passed away she still owed money on her house and stuff the one son was still living with her so they get like their house foreclosed on during this whole process so the son was evicted you know like he doesn't know where he's gonna go like all this crap is unfortunate crap is happening i'd go to someone's hunting lodge that's where i'd go (laughs) start demanding the money you're not using all this property now i live here (laughs) squatting out there Oh, man, pitch a tent and just be like, hey, try to remove me, sir. (laughs) They might get you disappeared, though, based off of everything we've seen. True. I think what really causes everything to come to light and really, like, blows this shit up is the boat accident. For sure. Which is extremely unfortunate. But in In February... 24 of 2019 paul who is 19 goes out drinking um he first shows up to like a convenience oh, store a great idea uses his older brother buster's id Boone's farm we don't know we talked Boone's about farm. that earlier yeah today. Boone's farm is the shit i would like to say that <laughs> okay we gotta try it i bet you it's so it's horrible. yeah since we were teenagers might not be as good yeah. as it is today. now that we've had things beyond <laughs> rock gut <laughs> wine in quotes <laughs> <laughs> I know we're talking about a serious situation and we start talking about being sorry. Fun. We're talking um, about underage drinking, okay? Actually, it yeah. It goes hand in hand. Um, parents, I didn't do that, I promise. <laughs> parents. I had it later on My in parents life. have passed away, so um, they know the truth by now, I'm sure. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, so like he goes to the convenience store and like buys a bunch of beer and is, of course, driving his truck around with the boat in tow, drinking. They, uh, But also, wait. 
So he had also gotten in a car accident at one time. Yes, that he was did. before the boat accident, mm-hmm. and it was covered up by his family. Yep, covered up by the so family. So you're seeing a pattern yep. of him and Peepaw coming to the rescue. Yep, and covering shit up for him. Yeah, and but- telling the other kids involved like keep your mouth shut. Mm-hmm. So I mean, the groundwork was laid before this horrific boat accident happened. Yes, one hundred percent. Because it does seem like there's a lot of hookup going on amongst the local law enforcement, mm-hmm. other judges and that prosecutors, putting, making things go away. Mm-hmm. So they like his kids didn't have any accountability. Oh either. no, there's a lot of influence and power. So. Mm-hmm. A lot of entitlement, especially for his sure. sons now. And of course, I was like, did Buster just hand over his driver's license so he could use it? You know what I mean? Because he clearly had Buster, his I, older brother's ID yeah. on him. But um, I mean, you'd think that people, because this town wasn't that big, that they would know. Like, you're not old enough to drink. I would think so, but. But they were like, well, you're rich, so. Like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it's the Murdochs. I don't want to get disappeared. <laughs> I'm going to accept this and you can get out of my gambies. You know, I don't know. But like, it just seems like a lot of people just didn't want to push back on them and just allowed the family to do whatever. So, so yeah, I mean, they end up, we know they end up at a, an oyster roast, like over at some friend's house. um, That they get to by boat. Yep. They get to by boat. They ended up taking that out. They also stopped by a bar. We see that on security camp. But and he's drunk. He's clearly drunk. You can see that he's like staggering a and little bit. And he's like a mean drunk too. Yeah. I even pointed this out to my husband when we were watching one of the documentaries, the one on Netflix, where they really show you the security cam footage. Uh-huh. He's clearly already arguing with his girlfriend yeah. at this point. You can see it. Well, he was like abusive to her. Oh, yeah. 100%. I mean, he's pointing his finger at her. Like, you can see he's being aggressive and she's just trying to walk away from him because she doesn't want to engage in his behavior. Uh-huh. You know, so nothing good, of course, is going to come out of any of this. Right. They, of course, purchase more alcohol at the bar and then proceed- Even though some of his friends were like you need to calm down yeah like because they I said i want you to drive home yeah whatever. there's like a jekyll and hyde to him when he starts drinking he turns into like this awful person right, he's a mean drunk he's a mean person yeah and so they're gonna proceed to get on the boat which all of them were kind of hesitant about because he's insisting on driving right because there he, was another guy that he was like i'll drive and he's like you're not driving my fucking boat yeah uh-huh. I know this place better than you. You know, I'm going to drive my boat. Blah, so blah, blah. anyone that's listening, please don't get in a car or a vehicle with something. I hate that drunk. shit. Don't. I, that is a huge pet Stand peeve. up for yourself. Don't take the risk. It's not. Now there's so many ways you can get in. Oh, yeah. A Call lift. a friend. Anything. Ride your bicycle. Don't fucking do no, it. No, don't do that either because you Ride can actually crash. <laughs> We're just saying, please. <laughs> yeah, don't don't take the easy way out. Don't drink and get in a motor vehicle, whatever yeah. that is. Boat, a car. So dumb. Uh, I just have strong it's feelings so about that. Yeah, don't do it. Right. So um, that being said, there's a horrible boat accident. Yeah, and you know what's interesting is like the kids are interviewed in the Netflix documentary, and they're kind of talking about how like his parents basically accepted his underage drinking, like it wasn't a thing. Like they actually bought them well, it alcohol. Certainly doesn't seem like they ever said no to him. No, I don't think they did. But that was disturbing in itself to me. Like here's some this, people do that though. It's just kind of crazy. He's like underage, and you're just allowing him to be a drunk some like already. You know, like some people, I mean, there was people, you know, growing up that it seemed like their parents didn't care and they would always have parties at their house. Yeah. 
That's just how it was. I didn't participate in that I know. Stuff. We already heard. Even I'm a nerd. you are familiar with Boone's Farm, so put that one together, everyone. So. <laughs> <laughs> no comment. Okay. So. <laughs> Moving on. Back to murder. Yeah. So, so we find out later after afterwards that Paul actually, his blood alcohol level was three times the legal limit when he yeah. was getting back in that boat and goes out driving it during this whole thing he actually like peels off his clothes and stuff and he's like arguing with the people in the boat he spits on his girlfriend slaps her at one point because they're still arguing right in the boat and then he's driving erratically the kids say that he was kind of going around in circles and stuff they're not really getting right, anywhere he was, like, it seems like goofing off. yeah and so then they end up crashing into this bridge you know we're not kind of sure really like exactly where everybody went but some people were ejected off, yep, right? out of the boat into the water. They're coming up like trying. They're disoriented like things are going on, but they can't find Mallory, which right. is their, Mallory one of the Beach. friends. What a cool name. Yeah. They call 911 to report the accident and that they can't find their friends, mm-hmm. which Anthony, the boyfriend, is he's losing his shit, rightfully so, because yeah. and then her best friend, of course, too. So like they didn't have life jackets on either. No. It was a lot of bad ideas. Yeah, First they're driving off, at nighttime. At night. Low visibility. I mean, again, when I was a kid I did stupid shit like this. Yeah, and, and to be and fair by the grace of God, nothing happened. But yeah. It was certainly ripe for it to go bad oh 100 percent. i know i've had my own situations too where i was like i could have died exactly that. you know what i mean like what was i thinking but you know at that time you don't like, think like that no, you don't and to be fair too like when they're at the oyster roast a lot of their friends were like you guys shouldn't drive back at night like just stay here because everybody had been drinking so they kind of were thinking like maybe we should just hang out here but the, but the belligerent one was like we're driving back yeah in the end, they make the decision, of course, to get back in the boat and go. So, anyways, Anthony basically points out to law enforcement that Alex Murdoch's son, Paul, and good luck because they won't be held accountable. Nothing, yeah, nothing's going to happen to him. Well, he said the quiet part out loud. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they all get rushed to the hospital. Of course, law enforcement stays on the scene, trying to look for Mallory at this point, and of course, Alex. And his father show up at the hospital and they're immediately doing damage um, control. Yep. Talking to the kids, trying to engage with the parents. So Paul was also, I'm sorry, uh, what was the other guy's name? The Mallory's boyfriend? Oh, Anthony? That's his cousin. Uh, Anthony's his cousin? Yes. Okay. I can't remember if I seen Wasn't that it? in the... I know or they were best friends. was it another guy? Was it... I think Connor was his Connor, cousin. Yeah. The one that they said, oh, you were driving the boat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Connor's the one that they basically... Yeah, I should have written notes That's because okay. I forgot people. <laughs> you know that young kid. <laughs> yeah, Connor was... I believe that they were cousins. I think they were related. Because they were trying to throw him under the Yes, bus. because Alex and his dad were immediately going around and telling everybody to say that Connor was driving, not Paul. Right. right. And the kids are, had already talked to law enforcement and were had been telling them, no, Paul was driving. You know, Connor was never Connor offered to drive because he, he was said, less drunk no. at that point than Paul was. But Paul was like, no, absolutely not. So, you know, they're going around. He, they're telling Paul, even though Paul's drunk, they're telling him to shut the fuck up and not say anything. Right. Because the they're trying time. to get him out of it again, mm-hmm. even though now there's a missing girl and several people have been severely injured. Yep, the parents are extremely worried 
They don't know where Mallory's at. They're concerned about trying to find her. They don't right? even know where their kids are at this point, right? Uh, like, yeah. They weren't allowed to go down to the scene. Nope. But the Murdochs were. Yeah, they were allowed. Um, the other thing that's important to note about that is no law enforcement or emergency personnel ever contacted Mallory's parents. Oh, Shameful. Weird. What the fuck? I, <laughs> I ever had such like a problem. to this day never, to the day of the documentary never. she'd never heard a thing yeah and what was disturbing to me is is law enforcement's actually have has been recorded talking to Anthony's parents and she was like I don't want to have to make the phone call to them but somebody needs to call them and they're like we don't need them down here causing a fuss causing us problems or issues what the f- are you fucking kidding me? Like, right. who would say that? Your kid is missing. You can't find her. You know what I mean? Gross. Like, I just totally was gross. so disgusted by that whole thing. I was like, that's where I'm like, Ew. how how long have they been covering up shit like that in right? the family? That's just how it was. Working with law enforcement. Shame on you. Gross. It's so disgusting. It just, I was so disgusted by that. I just was... I was angry. So because you can't really trust them, right? Like, you know, as a parent now that you're not going to be able to rely on them to do mm-hmm. a proper investigation right. or keep you in the loop nope. at this point. Their whole in the thing dark. is to keep the Murdochs out of trouble. Which is holy fuck. I mean, up. I think they kind of knew that already, but this shined a huge light on that. Oh, yeah. Because the parents like, oh, did not want to be quiet. And then you're trying to blame this other kid, right? And the kids are like, They're rightful. Well, I mean, they were, yeah, they were trying to keep Paul out of trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's okay. He was the catalyst of getting his dad busted, so. Yeah, he was. I mean, it was um, like a little bright light, I guess. I mean, because Mallory's family ended up filing a civil lawsuit against Alex Murdoch. Alex must have panicked at this point because, of course, he's been embezzling. Right, and... they don't, he doesn't want anyone poking around his biz. No, because what's going to happen, right, is they've asked for all of his financial records because they want to see how much he's worth because they want to try to figure out, like, what they're going to actually <laughs> sue him for. Discovery. It's yeah. Great. <laughs> yeah. So I think he was like, oh, fuck, because now I'm going to be found out because he's been taking all this money. There's fraudulent documents. Like, I mean, there was he... rumblings about people unhappy. 100%. But now this is going to bust it wide open. Mm-hmm. Mainstream. Because uh, up to this point, they made all that shit go away and keep people quiet, right? But now all of this is getting ready to come now out. Peace Paw's like, I got to cut you loose. <laughs> Dude, it's so (laughs) fucked up. Even watching the Netflix documentary, like having to watch the kids relive this and the parents retell it was heartbreaking. I I mean, I cried through some of it. You know, just the fact that, yeah, you're not allowed to go down there and look at the scene. I know, but they're taking their boat out. Yeah, Alex Murdoch's brother is the one who brought the boat out. Uh, total conflict. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck? You know? Right. It's a crime scene. Mm-hmm. You're like, like taking evidence from a crime scene. Yes, no, that involves your cold. family member, but you were allowed to be on the scene. I know. Like, I just. But who do you go to? This is sort of like, I'm not going to go there, but it's not good. I mean, when like everyone's corrupt, who do you go yeah, to? Yeah, there's, there's nowhere to go to. You can't. You can't. You're basically helpless at this point. And the only ones that you can really rely on, right, are these journalists, like, nationally now that can help try to... Right, so it boosted it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean... If there, you had to say there was a bright spot, it's that, I guess. Because otherwise, this shit would probably still be going on. Oh, 100%. Because, like, if 
like the Department of Natural Resources was in on it. I mean, there's all these different agencies and stuff that were actually helping the Murdochs at that point. Right. To, I don't want to say get rid of this, but make it go away sort of situation, (laughs) which sounds like mafia. It's fucking crazy. But I was telling my husband, I was like, you know, I wonder how many times they got law enforcement or their kids or family members or whatever out of a jam and was like, hey, you scratch my back, I scratch your back. So that it was easy for them to call up these individuals and be like, I got a situation. Yeah. I need your help. Which the Beach's family lawyer was able to get a lot of phone records and stuff to show how many times they called different officers, agents at these different, you know, departments mm-hmm. and stuff, and was engaged in conversation like after this accident and stuff. So you know that they're they were helping them. Yeah. It's just yeah. Gross. So I really feel bad for like the families and the kids that were involved but and it's a terrible circumstance but I think everything that happened with this incident and Mallory really shined the light on all the bad stuff so something good is coming out of it but so Paul he gets like originally one count under the influence and gets indicted he ends up getting like ultimately three counts but I still thought originally getting like the one count was so fucking minimal based off of the negligence and stuff that was happening for in this sure particular case talk about a sweetheart deal yeah I read where one report suggested millions of dollars had been misappropriated by Alex Murdoch and that the attorney had said the vast majority of the funds were used to buy opioids Alex was using and that they actually had documentation of checks that were written to drug dealers in the local area. So according to reports... That was before Venmo, obviously. Oh, yeah, where you could put ice cream and gas on there. <laughs> yeah. That's a throwback to a previous episode. Uh-huh. So apparently Alex Murdoch had been using opioids for 20 years at least. Uh, that's a long time. Two decades to be on opioids. Uh, that can't be good. No. Apparently, um, and this is just based off of information that I was reading 20 milligram oxycotton pills on the street can cost around $25 each. So some reports had suggested that Alex was paying around $50,000 a week to ensure he was able to get his fix. That's crazy. Yep. He was a total druggie. Yeah. So like what I want to talk or mention a little bit is if he really was taking uh, the opioids for that long, like Oxycontin, and to the degree that he was, because my understanding was that he was taking more than 10 pills a day just to get through. Um, who knows, like, how that affected his brain? Yes. Because With cheese, bro. It, like, it permanently alters your brain. Yes. Did you watch Dope Sick? Of course. We've talked about that before. Like, it really affects Disgusting. your thinking. Where now, like, Really, your sole purpose is making sure that you get that next pill right. so that you can function. Your next hit. Yeah. So I don't know where he was at as far as like his addiction and how his thinking was going, but I'd be willing to bet like he wasn't making rational decisions at this point. It's just anything. It's like survivor mode now at that, you know, at this crossroad. Murdoch had told South Carolina law enforcement division agents that his um, opioid supplier was Curtis Edward Smith. He was a former client, but has now been accused of aiding him in a botched effort to stage his own death during a faked roadside attack that happened over Labor Day weekend shortly after his wife and son had been killed. Prosecutors had said in that instance that Murdoch had provided Smith with the gun and directed him to shoot him in the head. But Murdoch was the only superficially grazed. Um, Smith had been charged with conspiracy and insurance fraud and assisting a person in suicide, among other counts. 
when that particular incident happened. Because right before he allegedly had Smith help him with his botched murder, he had updated his insurance policy so that Buster, the oldest son, would end up getting all of the money from the estate. Setting it up. Yep. So now his lawyers have argued that Murdoch was attempting to get off of the drugs at the time when he started thinking about the botched suicide, but there's no evidence or indication that really cites that is actually true. The scheduled hearing that was to look at his financials for the Beach civil lawsuit, of course, doesn't happen you know, which involved like the whole Paul boat accident because his wife and Paul end up being murdered on the property at Moselle. Yeah. <laughs> which what? Yeah. Like, it's just totally one thing after another, you know, like it goes from bad to worse to worse. Yeah. You know? I, and it's like. And like insane. Oh, yeah. This whole thing's crazy because, like, he's got all of this fraud happening. Murders. And then Paul gets in his accident, which really, I think, disrupts his whole process and operations that he has. You know, his drug use, like the fraud, all of that stuff, right? Everything's getting ready, I think, to be discovered because of this civil lawsuit that they have going on. So I don't know if Alex was like, I'm up shit creek without a paddle. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and he had to be, well, that and then the drug situation. Yeah, I don't think he was thinking clearly. I do want to put that out there because it really does. These drugs are meant for end of life pain. So like you're cancer and you've gone through all the treatments and doctors are basically telling you you're not going to make it and to ease your pain just make you comfortable yeah that's what they would give you but you know we know that records court records documentaries and stuff have taught us now that they were just giving this out for like foot pain you know all kinds of stuff that were getting people addicted and science has shown that it really changes the way you think Mm -hmm. because you're just basically like i said survivor mode you're not making rational decisions anymore once you get hooked on this stuff and you have continued use so it's very difficult to break that cycle once you get addicted to opioids right it's not good I'm telling you, if you haven't watched Dope Sick, you need to because that show is infuriating, but it's so well done. Yeah, it's a good look at like what happens during that addiction. Yeah, so horrible. It's a tough series to watch, but it is worth it because it, it gives you a look into the family who actually created the drug and the links that they went to make money off of it at, you know. Your expense. At our expense, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So I don't know if like, because there are some reports and these are just rumors. I don't, there's no evidence yet to to basically prove that this was the fact. But from what I read, number one, Maggie had supposedly found his opioids in one of his briefcases for right. work and had confronted him. Number two, there's also a rumor out there that she was looking at potentially divorcing him. I don't know if that's true or not, but that is some of the gossip on the street. And of course, we know that Paul had been charged and had several pending trials, you know, whether it was a civil lawsuit but also his criminal trials that were upcoming. And so I don't know if Alex at that point maybe was like... I think, to be honest, she was collateral damage. That he had to get rid of Paul because it was making his whole kingdom unravel. And she was just happened to be there, to Mm -hmm. be honest. That's what I think. Yeah. And we're going to talk about the evidence that came out during the trial because I do want to go over that. But um, this is essentially like the down and dirty on what happened during the trial. 
trial. So, of course, his his wife and son were found murdered by the dog kennels. And you can find... <laughs> At the hunting yeah. property. Yes. And you can see, like, there's maps out there that actually have been drawn up to basically show you, like, where the house was in position to the dog kennels and the driveway and, and the stuff. cars. Yeah. That. So that, I would encourage you, if, like, you're interested, to actually go look that up. To kind I think of... if you're interested, the Netflix thing was really good. Yes. It was very well done. Yeah. It was very thorough. Mm-hmm. They cover it pretty good. If you're interested in more of the financial aspect, watch the American Greed episode. Yeah. It was kind of, like, when the, I feel like American Greed came out right before all this stuff it was did. snowballing. It did, yeah, before everything else yeah. started happening. So, or like down and dirty full picture murder saga is Netflix. Yeah. And there is a couple good, like really good podcasts by people that have done that live in the local area and stuff have been following the case. Um, So I encourage you to look some of those up. I'll probably have to do like on a follow up episode some housecrafting to give you some of the ones that I've listened to uh, because I can't think of them. Maybe we can link them or something. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. So again, they were found murdered by the dog kennels. When law enforcement arrives, they talk to Alex, right? Because Alex is the one who made the 911 call, which there's been a lot of speculation that supposedly Alex doesn't sound sincere enough. Again, I'll go back to we just don't know. I'm not like, say that. Yeah, how somebody's going to sound. Shady. Um. <laughs> Plus, like you know, the call is recording way before you think it is. Yes. Yeah. That's one thing I have learned from Dave. Oh yeah, yeah. I think. It- <laughs> I think it starts courting, I want to say, as like, as soon as you dial it, 10 seconds or something before, before you up. end up, yeah, talking to a dispatcher, I believe. I'd have to go back and, and fact check that. But it's several seconds that right. they start recording. Because he seems fine and then kind of, ah, frantic once they answer. Yeah. So I don't know if, like, he wasn't aware of that. I'm, I don't know. So he ends up making the 911 call. When law enforcement shows up, they actually have Alex in their vehicle. So they're recording the whole interaction and conversation with him, which is interesting because they use that as part of the trial for evidence. And he says... Uh, and you can hear him say this, but he says he saw them right away and called 911, which kind of doesn't make sense because it's a little bit of a walk to get from the driveway, what right where you would pull up and get out to the dog kennels. So, like, I had a hard time believing that when there he was were saying that. Yeah, there's some gaps there in that story. Um, it just doesn't seem to jive considering the expanse of the property. I know in one case, he had actually stated that, like, he came back, he couldn't find them, so he started walking around, and then that's when he discovered them and called 911. Um, So I believe, and I could be, I could have this mixed up, but I think his son Paul was shot with an AR-15, and the shells were left at the scene. Alex owned an AR-15 that actually matches the ammo that was found, and there was also a rifle used to shoot and kill Maggie, the wife. Alex also owned a gun that uh, was similar to the rifle used to kill her. Yeah, weird, huh? Yeah, the ammo that would have been I'm used... I'm being framed! Yeah, that's what he, he said. Uh, the ammo that would have been used in the rifle to kill his wife was found on the property in their gun room. So, however, the guns have never been found or recovered. Nobody knows where they're at. According to what I read and saw in the documentaries, Maggie was shot three or five times. And it looks like she may have been shot in the front, turned and tried to run away and was shot a couple more times after that. So Paul was actually shot head on. He was shot once in the chest and then a second shot that entered his shoulder and came out of his head, which uh, means that he was facing his perpetrator at the time. So I actually think that maybe Paul had been shot first. Maggie saw what was happening. 
being turned and tried to run away and then ended up getting shot. Now, investigators had kind of proposed that it could have been two shooters, but they also had said that it could have been one person who was just moving and using two different guns because of the position of where the bodies were found, right? His defense argued that he was too tall to have committed the murders because of where the the bullets had entered the body. But I don't know. Yeah. I kind of call bullshit on that. But (laughs) And so the cell phone is also produced as evidence because there were multiple phone calls that Alex had made to Maggie during that time. Where are you right now? (laughs) Hold on a second. I don't know. I don't know if they actually disclosed. No reason. You know, like any text messages or anything. Like, yeah, but there was definitely some phone calls that were going back, you know, like that they were able to pull off of the phone records. And then they can see exactly how long he was there, too. Yes. Like, that's the thing. You, there's no secrets, people. Mm-hmm. The Thanks records to this little device in your pocket or hand it's a GPS, at all times. Man. It's a GPS. It's, you're tracked. Yep. So records that they had pulled from Maggie's phone were, of course, because, of course, Alex's, I believe, like, they had problems retrieving that and you know to get the information so my phone i lost it yeah (laughs) yeah maggie's phone was actually missing for a period of time when they first arrived on the scene but with the help of the find my iphone feature it was located the next day along a road not far from the moselle property so experts who examined gps data from the phones and alex's vehicle said that on the night of the murders alex drove past the spot where maggie's phone would later be found and the prosecution argued that Alex True. threw Maggie's phone out of the window of his car and well, he wasn't very smart then. <laughs> to dispose of evidence. I mean, that could be, but, you know, like if it was somebody else and they got rid of the phone, he could have just been driving past it too. That's the other yeah, argument. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying. But yeah, so. Um, if you have the phone, why I wouldn't drop it? I don't. I don't know, dude. Whatever. This I mean, my brain isn't was... Swiss cheese from drugs, so. <laughs> Are you saying you would have had a better plan out? Like I would like to think that it would be more planned out, but be killing my family for one thing. Oh, first, yeah, so for sure. Fucking evil yeah it's terrible so alex had claimed for months that he had not been at the kennels on the night of the murders like that's been his whole alibi right his story that <laughs> he's like been telling phone was though yeah but oh in, well yeah and well, I, I did go there <laughs> i think the damning piece of evidence right is that they had this video that was taken on Paul's phone only minute before the murders like likely took place. And Alex's voice can be heard, right. which places him at the kennel that night, even though he said I wasn't out there. So that it was very troubling. Right. And I think when I seen that, the even whole for myself, thing is troubling. Yeah. This dude would do anything to save himself. That's what it seems like. Even like 100%. getting rid of his family members. Yes. So if you were the buster, wouldn't you be like, I'm not fucking helping you stay in prison, you fucking ghoul. That is interesting, too, because I don't know. Like, it still seems like obviously he's got an alliance to the family. So he's very much. Do you think he really believes his dad didn't do it, Buster? I would have a hard time. I think he believing knows that he his didn't. Dad did it. I don't know if you did. You watch when they read the verdict of Alex Murdoch. Yes. Okay, so Buster was present along with Alex's brother. They were both sitting in there. Oh, I, well, they were still like on his side. Oh, one hundred. I mean, it's your dad. I get it, but wouldn't you be like, you fucking did it? Yeah, that's that would be my response. But I watched their behavior the entire time. They were very. He's always Buster has always seemed very detached. Yeah, he and then at one point there was a smirk on the face that I seen, and I was like, I don't and he know. Got called guilty. 
Yeah, I just, he's like I just I just became a millionaire. I don't know. I, I can't. <laughs> you know, it's hard to speculate. But I just found her behavior to be a little bit off. Off. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was just strange. But in their conversations in jail were also very weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's definitely not a traditional father son. No, it's no Danny's boy or what was that? <laughs> a show from a thousand years. Ago. I know. I know. There's a screenshot of the video which shows Paul's hand and a friend's dog in the kennel. They had that. They produce as evidence. Of course, Alex can actually be heard in the background in the video calling to Bubba, which is one of the Murdoch family's dog, who I guess had a chicken in his mouth at the time. So Even the dog's a murderer. Yeah, so they were like kind of using it almost seemed like the dog was like this witness as part of the whole thing because you know they were calling to to the dog during during the recording but so in an interview with the cbs news prosecutor creighton waters gave bubba some credit for helping with the case if bubba didn't have that chicken maybe we would not have heard alex's voice on there he said but we did and that i think really helped the jury understand knowing that during the trial i was like that's very damning because that puts you there at the dock kennel even though you've been telling people for months but like he was you weren't there consistent from the oh yeah yeah no his story did change several times and like, wasn't he like a crocodile tears guy like that creepy guy on that document. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He would turn Guilty. it on and off. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. So when like, you fucking killed your wife and kid. Dude, it's I'm troubling. Sorry. It's very troubling, dude. It's not right. It's psychopathic. Yeah. I mean, he took the stand in his own defense during the trial. <laughs> Always a good idea. No. Also. Bad idea. Exactly. Uh, Never do that. And he actually admitted that he, it was his voice on the video. And they had See, lied. What happened was. <laughs> he lied to investigators about not being at the scene of the crime that night. He claimed that his decades-long opioid addiction had made him paranoid. And he feared he would be suspected if he told the yeah, truth. Yeah, you would. You know what else makes you suspected? When you do it. That's what. So the prosecution had pointed out that Murdoch's lies about the kennels was another in a long string of exactly. lies. Exactly. Dating back years. Like, you basically were not credible. Like, no. In any part of this. But you know what's similar in the lying factor? Casey Anthony and that bitch got off. So what? It just depends on your jury. Yeah. We were he just talking about thought, her. Like I can talk. I can do it. I think so. Or maybe they thought I'm smarter than these people. Well, I'm wondering if his defense attorney thought maybe he would come off sympathetic or something. I'm not really sure. It's just troubling to me. But that was damning to me. You admitted lying. So as a juror, I would have been like, this guy, no, he did it. Yeah, a hundred percent. He so, did it. And I know some of this evidence is circumstantial. Again, we've never they haven't found the weapons which would be crucial in establishing ballistics right comparing the ammo and they stuff that was used that yeah place. so that would have been important but you know if there's if you take the totality of the evidence it looks it's like he did good, it so for sure so in december of 2021 alex and his team had agreed to a settlement of 4.3 million with the family of the satterfields for gloria the housekeeper mm-hmm. slash nanny recently what I had read is that the Palmetto State
State Bank named in a federal lawsuit that centered around millions of dollars that Alex is accused of stealing from his clients, right? That account that the he had set up. Large. Yeah, they were asking a court to protect them from questioning that they deemed unreasonable. So they don't want to be called to the carpet to answer questions. <laughs> Nautilus Insurance Company is suing Murdoch and others, including Palmetto Broad. State Bank, after a 4.3 settlement was paid out for the death of the housekeeper, Gloria Satterfield, because Murdoch is accused of stealing the money from Satterfield's son. Yeah. So they're like being held responsible for more money, even though he stole the money he from the kids. It, right. right? <laughs> Number one stole the cookie from the cookie jar. <laughs> I'm getting confused. I mean, honestly, I would probably sue the bank too because it was your employees. Something is not right there. Uh, yeah, I agree. And with if you. you're not flagging shit, then you should be held accountable. Exactly. I'm sorry, Come but if, if as a management, if you're negligible and your and staff. You're a fiduciary that holds you to a higher standard. 100%. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, the bank has said it did not have any involvement with Satterfield's <laughs> estate. And in a court filing recently, they had requested a protective order. Of course, the bank accusing uh, Nautilus of dragging the company into the case because of a desperate attempt to find sources to recover the money. I call bullshit on that. I think you need to be investigated. Sorry, not sorry. So Alex's criminal trial. I'm sure you're involved, okay? Oh, yeah, 100%. (laughs) (laughs) We've cracked the code right here. So Alex's criminal trial lasted six weeks. It began in January of 2023. It's shocking. It's shocking how long trials last. Oh, yeah. Depends he on what's going on. He should have tried to make a deal. Oh, yeah. I deal? really think he thought he was smarter than everyone. I think what he thought his team was going to get him off. Like. Mm-hmm. And he's never been held accountable no. in his life. Look at what they've been doing. Right. There's... So he's like, this isn't going to happen. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, buddy. I know. And here's the crazy part when I was like looking some of this up. So he was indicted on two counts of murder for the deaths of his wife and son, which to me, when I was looking at that, seemed super lax. Because he admitted to touching the bodies, which to me was tampering with evidence. Like there was so much shit that, yeah, like all these other charges that I felt he was deserving of. And he only had the two counts, which again, I was like, I was disturbed by that. Any counts. I mean, yeah, it seemed like true. under duress that they brought anything. Yeah, and that's just him. because like the entire the, nation now had a yeah, spotlight on them. Of the reporting. It was like, do something about this. So, uh, uh, on Thursday, March 2nd, 2023, the jury found uh, Murdoch guilty of all charges. He was all sentenced. Two. Yeah, all two. <laughs> um, he was sentenced to two consecutive life sentences. So, of course, he'll serve one. And then if he were to live that long, which he won't. <laughs> The if next he becomes one started. a zombie, he'll serve another <laughs> the one. The apocalypse happens. He'll still be in there. So Maybe he can start an abs class. Oh, my Good God. Good job, buddy. Fuck that. In January 2023, a wrongful death lawsuit for Buster, who is the remaining of the family. A judge had approved a settlement between the family of Mallory Beach. Maggie and Buster Murdoch's names have been dropped from the lawsuit. Tinsley, who is actually the beach family lawyer uh-huh. said in exchange the victims including mallory beach's parents will eventually be awarded hundreds of thousands of dollars so he said and i quote we are pleased with the court's decision and feel like it was uh not only the best decision given the circumstances but the only decision for all who had any real interest in the matter we also believe the ruling will help give some closure to the people who so desperately deserve it end quote tinsley at that point during the settlement 
had said he does not know exactly how much the settlement will award the victims of the crash, but had predicted that it might come out roughly to 700000 But the exact amount was going to depend on how much the estate had sold for. So at that point, you know, it had been seized. They were looking to sell the property off. And of course, that's where Maggie and Paul were ultimately shot and killed uh, in 2021. That might affect the the, uh, amount you're going to get. I wouldn't want to buy that shit, dude. There's so much like bad luck and like... (laughs) Uh, no. Bad yeah. mojo. There's no... I would fucking say just oh, level God. it and nobody touch it. The graveyard there. I mean, that's... I was like, or I would church. not buy it. I don't know if the family, like, purchased it, at, you know, themselves or... There's no, no fucking way. I no. would not touch that yeah. thing. <laughs> so, uh, Renee Beach, which is the mother of Mallory, Sorry. she was the personal representative for her daughter's estate along with the co-receivers. So... They actually ended up, I guess, getting two hundred and seventy-five thousand, which is not enough. No, for your kid. from the sale of the Murdoch family's nearly four That's million, it? four million Mazel property. And you have to remember, here's the problem with this. To your point, I don't know that they would have got a good sell on their property because yeah. of everything that's happened with the family like trying to get money for the manson house correct no. correct and they're not the only people who are owed money out of that estate you got right. the satterfields and then uh the pinkneys also yeah. they had had they've got like several civil litigations going on right now and so i think the courts have had to try to figure out how to divide this but money still. up Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm with you 100%. I don't think that's enough based off of the negligence and the cover up and everything else that's happened to that family. And the whole situation. Yeah. I had read that Buster will receive $530,000 from his mother's estate once the property is sold and attorney fees will also be settled. This agreement also approves the settlement and lawsuits from two of the other boat crash victims, Morgan and Miley. While they survived the 2019 crash, the pair filed identical personal injury lawsuits against Buster and Maggie's estate as defendants. So they will also get a portion, but I don't know how much. Yeah. So that's a very sad story. Yeah. And to the families and stuff, uh, and the kids that were involved in the crash, you know, like I've, I feel like really sad for everybody, but I'm glad all this stuff came to light because it's just a terrible situation. Well, who knows how, uh, you know, like horrible he would have continued to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was only escalating. Yes. I mean, with his fucking fraud of fraud murder he tried to have a murder suicide that didn't go <laughs> he did not right he's um, too much of a not me oh my god you did it wrong buddy oh my god dude when that happened i was like this guy 100 percent. i think that's when i was like what is going on oh yeah because all these weird stories started coming in the news but that one was like this guy's fucking involved like mm-hmm. he is involved 100%. that was a huge red flag yeah. and i didn't even know the story no i mean i was like this guy is totally involved uh, that's exactly how i felt about it because when it made national news we heard that the wife and the, and the son. son had been murdered on the property. Uh-huh. And then all this other information started coming out about his fraud and financial uh-huh. problems. Like he did it. And then, like, a week later or whatever, there was this... Try to wink, wink, kill him. Yeah. And I was like, what the fuck? At that point, I was like, something is off here. Like, I, no. You right. know what I mean? This is Dude, up. you just got grazed. It was you. <laughs> 
It was so weird. I was like, what the hell? And then, of course, we just kept getting more information. The guy came forward and said, no, he actually paid me. He wanted me to murder him. You know what I mean? It was like all this crazy shit. Oh, by the way, I'm his drug dealer. You know, like, I was like, what? Yeah, I just. It It was like a Ronco commercial, people. Dude. Just more and more. Totally fucked up. Um, Horrible. So, yeah, again, I watched the Netflix documentary, The American Greed. Um, I think ID Go also had something. There's a lot out there. And then it's, I, a, it's a thing. Yeah, I read tons Sensation. of articles. CNN, uh, NBC, MSNBC, <laughs> um, local. PDQ. Yeah. <laughs> Local journalists out there in South Carolina area. I had also listened to several podcasts when looking at the information. Um, just a lot of stuff out there on this particular crazy. case. Crazy, uh, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I for one believe he's guilty. You know, like what his thinking and all this was. We can only speculate. But I hope that Buster's like in therapy. Yeah, I don't know. He's been pretty tight lipped since everything. You know what I mean? Is Yeah, I don't know what you would say at this point. That was really weird, right, guys? Wow. Oh, my God. He has said to multiple outlets, no comment. Yeah. There's nothing else you can say. No. Uh uh. I mean, I'm ashamed to be a Murdoch. uh, Yeah. I was kind of like, we were talking about this. We were like, man, that name now. Yeah. The legacy is not one of what it used to be. Yeah. Power and control. It's now. Yeah, power and control, but also murderers. It's like murder and mm-hmm. all bad things. Yeah. I'm assuming, and I didn't look this up, I'm assuming the law firm is still running because I know that- Well, the, they were kicking him out. Yeah, they kicked him out. They separated or fired him, however <laughs> they want to put it. You crossed the line, son. <laughs> yeah. We didn't know we had one. But you've definitely (laughs) done it. it. You set the bar, babe. So you're out the door. That's basically what happened when all this stuff started going down. But And then, of course, they accused him of all this fraud. And I kind of, I was like, "Uh, I'm sure that you had to have known something was going on. Like, I have a hard time believing that they didn't know anything. But again, that's just. We've heard that before. Yeah, that's just my own personal thinking. So (laughs) um, I do have a feel good story. Oh, they changed the name. They did? Yeah. What are they calling it? Hold on. Let's see. It used to be called Peters, Murdoch, Perder, Parker, El- Eltsroth, and Detrick. God, I could never work there because that's way too, <laughs> too many long. names. <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, what do you want? <laughs> you you call our law office. You got an ambulance. I'll chase it. You know who you're calling. Uh, now they're called Parker Law Group. Oh, okay. Much better. Yeah. And guess when they changed it on my birthday. Aw. Happy birthday to uh, me. Happy birthday to you. That's funny. Yeah, so name change. Try yeah. to get that Murdoch name Try out of there. Try to scrape off the goo. But we all know who you really That's are. That's right. Peters, yeah. I would have gone Peters Parker. Peters Parker. Like oh, Spider-Man. yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, that's like Spider-Man. That's like, you should write them. Peters Parker, Eltsroth, and Dietrich. <laughs> yeah, that's too much. Too much. I got butchered every day, I guarantee it. Okay, feel good story. All right, yeah. Before so, we end. So, goodbye to the Murdochs. Yeah, goodbye. Burn um, hell next time. Go ahead. <laughs> So I, and you can look this story up on the Today Show. This is where I saw it featured. Oh, brother. I think it was featured just last week, I want to say. And maybe you watched it and saw it yourself. But there was a firefighter. And I want to say, I don't know what state it was in. I was going to speculate, but I'm not going to. Anyways, outside of the fire station, they have a um, container where if you are. in Florida? I don't know. Did you see the story? 
I can't remember I what state. Texas. Yeah, if it's about the baby. Yes. yes. Yeah, so they have a container out there where if you are a, a new mother in distress. Container, and, that just doesn't sound right. I know, either. but that's, I don't know how else to describe it because it is it is a container. So if you're a new mother in distress and, and you can't actually take care of your child, you can anonymously put your baby in this container and the firefighters will come and retrieve the child and uh, take them to the hospital and then you know of course social workers and stuff would get involved and they will try to place the child with a family it's called a safe haven box okay thank you for clearing that up yeah so this firefighter him and his wife had been trying to conceive they really wanted to start a family of their own okay is it florida yeah Um, ocala okay he was on shift he heard the cries from the baby went out to the... I don't know. I was trying to figure... He wasn't specific. that is so strange. Yeah. He but wasn't anyway. specific about the notification, right. but knew the a baby was in there. The fact is he found a baby in there. Yes. And they took the baby to the hospital, and he wrote a note to the nurses saying that um, him and his wife are trying to have a child, and that if they are unable to place the baby, they would be happy to take her and adopt her. Um, because yes, he... did. Yeah. According to him, he instantly found in love with the baby um she was smiling at him when he picked her up after a few days of being in the hospital they released her to him and his wife and i think a year later they had adopted her so now she is their daughter yeah and i thought that was just an amazing story so and they wanted the mother to know that that um she was in a loving family and she was being taken care of and they basically had thanked her because that it granted them a gift that they were having trouble being able to do themselves so feel good story hope you enjoyed that <laughs> much better than the murdoch's messy yeah. story yeah which is an unfortunate story but this one's a good one yeah it's cute yeah i really liked it when i heard it i was like oh my god this is amazing and then you know they had the family together i cried i was like yay it made me feel good the rest of the day (laughs) you know that kind of thing so until you read your murder stuff yeah so uh do you have anything else you would like to add i've talked enough today just happy birthday friend oh thank you Go get your cake on since oh, yeah, uh, two of us of had great ideas for My the same favorite gift. cake. Nothing <laughs> <fun> cake. So. <laughs> Which is awesome. And pizza tonight. Yep. And pizza followed up by pizza over at Patty White Gladys's house. <laughs> <laughs> um in their their stone oven okay. which is going to be great so my yeah. spouse is cleaning up as we as we're speaking Woo-hoo! i can't wait Poor so guy. yeah yeah get ready thanks, thanks spouse yay okay all right see you on the next episode hope everybody has